Hey, what's up? Oh my god! I'm, ah! <laughs> hey, how are ya? This is Aiden Jones. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 23rd of June, 2020. <laughs> Oh God, I feel so emotional. Every uh, what the fuck, man? What is, I don't know what these fucking things are. There's these little bugs on my um on the wall of my bedroom. Every time I'm at my computer, I just fucking I find myself just killing these bugs. They're always crawling around. They're not ants. They're not flies. They're just little fucking things, and I don't even hate them. But I just I think I kill them because they make me nervous. What's this on my shoulder? Oh God, I'm a f- fucking mess right now um that was the real genius of that ed sheeran song wasn't it do you remember that song oh i'm a mess right now inside out i i used to love ed sheeran and that song every time i feel like i'm fucking like i'm a mess that's the genius of that he is a genius marketer that cunt isn't he as the years have gone on, my cynicism about him and his career grows and I just I find it harder and harder to like him because he just gets more and more popular, you know? He really feels like he can play, obviously, the guitar but also the instrument of people's hearts, like the PR and marketing work. Like that fucking song that he did, Galway Girl, I mean, what a piece of marketing genius that was. Write a song about an obscure but beloved Irish town and then just have Ireland play that song forever. You already you're fucking, you know, making money. And that again, that that line at the start of that song, oh I'm a mess right now. Every time I think I'm a mess, I just think of that song and then he's in my head and I'm like, remember Ed Sheeran? Why don't you buy a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Ed Sheeran. Let me have my emotional breakdown in peace without n- <laughs> he slatched onto my feelings, you know. Um, and, and now I'm just like, I wonder what he's doing. Maybe that'll take my mind off the fact that I feel kind of shitty right now is if I go and listen to some Ed Sheeran music. Cha-ching! Ed just bought another house. <laughs> oh, bit of tea. It's going to be okay. Fucking hell. How are you guys? I feel like that's a big... Uh, that's something that I need to remember in my life always. Like the the longer I go in a conversation without asking how the other person is, that's like a litmus test for how bad is it. <laughs> if, I, if I go a whole podcast one day without asking how you guys are, fucking so just call the ambulance <laughs> straight up. Just call the fucking psych ward and just get them to go straight to my house. Taco's just done a half hour podcast without asking anyone anything. He's in trouble. (laughs) I guess I'm in a good mood. I feel like maybe despite the emotionality of the situation, look, I'll tell you what's going on and I don't want to talk about this for the whole podcast, but the girl I was seeing who we broke up a few weeks ago, she messaged me last week um, about that fucking story that I did on the podcast last week, the thing from the um, from the show where all a bunch of her friends were there and she messaged me about it and I spoke to her about it because I was excited to talk to her and she didn't really need to message me, but she did. Like, I think, I mean, no, I, I'm not going to, 
she was excited to talk to me about that thing and I'd really kind of asked her not to contact me but that seemed like, okay, all right, fair enough. And then today she messaged me for another reason which I'm not really going to go into because it's not my thing but it's like a, just a, I guess a personal thing for her and she uh, basically thought that I might be able to help in my own small way and... Um, so she messaged me asking me to do a thing, which I'm happy to do. But uh, again, it just made me, it just, it really has fucked me up. Because I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, we're done, we're broken up. And, and then the reason I asked her not to message me is because I need her not to message me so I can fucking get over her. And she's messaged me twice in the space of like six days or five days or whatever. And it makes me think that she's not over me and she's thinking about me. And the reasons that she gave for messaging me are like, uh, uh, in the first instance, I questioned her about it and she said that it was just because of the situation at that party and she was an empathetic person and wanted to make me feel better and sure. And then the second time I haven't asked her, but I imagine it's because she thinks this is a serious thing that she wants me to help with and... I don't know, I don't buy either of those fucking things and I just, it's made me think that I think I need to meet up with her and really impress upon her that either we can keep talking or, and like, I'm going to like, you know, try again. Oh God, I think I am willing to do that. That I'm willing to do that if she wanted to. Or if she's not willing to, then she needs to not message me at all. Zero contact because I can't fucking do it. And I'm that fucking guy right now. <laughs> Don't message me. I can't, but I can't. I just, I can't fucking take it. Because when she's messaged me both times, even though I read what she says, the underlying thing for me is like she's still thinking about you. There's a chance that she's not done with this. Because if she was done with it, she just wouldn't have thought of me at all. And the fact that she has means that she's fucking has feelings for me too. And it just it's it's too much for me to not try. So that's why I'm a fucking a little fucked up right now. And, um, yeah, and I just, ugh, anyway, that's, that's pretty much it. There's no really, there's nothing else to say about that other than that just I need to, I think I need to, I'm going to message her later and just be like, hey, can we meet up? And we meet up and then we have more things to talk. We got more to talk about. There's more to talk about. <laughs> God, I I hate this. I hate that I'm talking about this on the fucking podcast. Like, I guess this is what it's about, but it also just shouldn't be taking up so much of my mental energy. Here's me, though, is like, this has made me realize that I thought I was fine. I thought I was, like, getting over it or, you know, I thought I was like, yeah, I'm good to just fucking start dating again or start seeing, and it's just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fine. And I'm not done with this thing completely. And for me to be done with it, I need to not speak to her for like a period of months until I'm not, you know, because since she messaged me, now I'm just walking around again, like just, you know, having arguments with her in my head and I can't fucking be doing that. So that's that. 
Uh, I'd love to talk about it on stage, but segue. Uh, fucking comedy in the shed cancelled. It really feels like it's been a pretty shit month, actually. What's the date? The 22nd. 20, it's the 22nd today. It's mom recording this on Monday. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's been... Actually, no, what am I talking about? It's been a great month. I've been able to do comedy. I keep focusing on the negatives. I feel like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Comedy in the Shed cancelled. I actually had a real funny... Um, so... This is maybe the thing that's made me laugh hardest this week. And I can't believe I'm going to bring up politics, but here we go. I really didn't think... As I get older... Let me just fucking adjust the video here. Oh, my God. My laptop fucking camera is so bad. Anyway, um, as I get older... (laughs) I apologize to anyone watching this on YouTube. Any of the fucking six people or whatever who watch this on YouTube for, for the 54 podcast listeners... Let's take a moment to welcome our six new friends who watch these episodes on YouTube. Welcome! Yeah, I can't clap because I'm fucking holding the mic, but (laughs) you are now part of the most exclusive fan base in podcasting. Um, I wonder if there are any podcasts that have been going for this long with a consistently, like... (laughs) Small fan base. I did um, I did Murphy McLaughlin's podcast Beer Eye With Your Mates Guys on Sunday, right? Yesterday for me now in the present. Two days ago for you in the future listening to this. Um, or I don't know, maybe months. I don't know who the fuck you are. Anyway, so uh, I, did, I did Murphy's podcast, which is... Uh, it was episode 244, so he's been going for like five or six years. Beer Eye With Your Mates Guys. And... Um, and he's wrapping that podcast up after 250 is going to be his last one. So that's the last time I've been on it. That was my 12th appearance, apparently. And uh, I've known, everyone's known he's been wrapping it up for a while and he's got a couple other things that he's working on at the moment, little projects and stuff. And, uh, but I, he was explaining it to someone, one of the other, who was the other guest? Um... Irvie, Irvie Majumdar. He was explaining it to her, great Melbourne comic, Irvie Majumdar. And, um, yeah, he was basically going, oh, you know, like it's just been at the same number of subscribers and it's not really growing. And I'm like, oh, how many people, how many listens do you get? And he's like, after the first week, I normally get like 500. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man, I get 54. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, like I've been going for a long time. And I kind of went to be like, you know, I've been going for like almost three years. And then I just, I didn't say anything because I knew, I think I heard him stop and realize like Taco's been doing that podcast by himself for fucking ages too. (laughs) It's like, there is minimal growth. If I can add two, if you've, how about this? If you've started listening to this in the last, since lockdown and you're still listening, That'd be a big get for me, and I reckon message in, and it, and and I'm well prepared to not have anyone message about that. To be honest. <sighs> anyway, what was I talking about? So, um, yeah, I'm going to fucking politics. So this week, the thing that's made me laugh the hardest was. Um, Obviously, or evidently, there's some... I don't even really know what it means, but this, like, pre-election... No, pre-selection scandal in the Labor Party and state Labor in Victoria. So, from my understanding, 
when the when the candidates go when the you know people go for the election in various seats labor puts up a candidate the liberals put up the greens put up whoever and then the people vote on those candidates and before that the process is within the specific parties and the labor party their members or their power brokers within the party have been kind of rigging that process because there are separate political factions within each party with different competing interests and uh, certain factions have been rigging that process to get their candidates on the ballot, um, which is against the law, I guess. I don't know. Three uh, three members of parliament, state parliament, have resigned over it, and it's a big stand- scandal in state Labor who are in government at the moment. Um, I think they returned last year or something. I, I mean, that's as much attention as I pay. But Dan Andrews is the Premier of Victoria, and... Um, there's a lot of blowback from this scandal in the last week and he was answering questions about it at a press conference and then, and this is just a beautiful bit of political manoeuvring, someone asked him about South Australia lifting uh, the state quarantine and opening the borders uh, as the coronavirus cases decrease and whatever and they said, what's your comment on that? And he said, uh, who would want to go to South Australia? <laughs> <laughs> the premier of Victoria was just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Who would want that? <laughs> I don't know anyone who wants to go there. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's so clearly and blatantly a bit of misdirection. Like his party is under fire in the news right now. And so his way of distracting from that is just to take shots in the on the well-worn enemy of or enemy or like take the shot at Adelaide because everyone in Victoria knows that Adelaide is quite insecure about its relationship with Victoria and there's like a bit of there's always been like fucking jealousy or whatever like if he had done that to New South Wales who would have batted an eyelid that's what's so funny to me is like and and, and South Australia has a liberal uh, Premier, the Liberals are in government over there. So it's like an extra shot as well. He's like, oh, who would want to go there? And and also in brackets, the Liberals suck and are dumb. And the the Premier of, of South Australia, what he should have done was just ignored that and gone, come on, mate, stick on topic. Why are you trying to distract from the fact that your party's all fucked up? But he didn't. He posted some like, oh yeah, maybe fucking this is why you want to go to South Australia and put like a tourism video. Like South Australia, like, you know, (laughs) videos of like young people diving and (laughs) and, like a ute driving across the desert or whatever. Like, this is why you want to go to South Australia. Boom, mic drop. And it's like, can't you realize you just played into this dude's hand? Because the argument isn't about that at all. Everyone knows. We know Dan Andrews isn't an idiot. He knows that anywhere you go, there's fucking nice bits there. Oh, it was such a perfect piece of political manoeuvring where I guess the Premier of South Australia has to retort and, and defend his state's honour. It's, like it's like when you fucking... I mean, I'd say this like I've had this happen to me. I've not. But, I mean, it's like hypothetically if you're out with your girlfriend... And, uh, and I don't know, some fucking guy starts like calling her fat or ugly or whatever. And she's looking at you like the electorate of South Australia are looking at their premier who I can't even remember his name. What's his name? Fucking Dick McStupid or whatever. 
They're looking at him like his girlfriend going, are you going to fucking step in here, cunt? And you know the whole time that that's not what it's about. The problem is that this guy has low enough self-esteem that he needs to call a woman names that he doesn't know or whatever. Like, it's his problem. He's the one with the problem, but he's still disrespected this person there who you care about and it's, like, supposedly... You're ba- you're, your hands are tied at that point, you know? Um, what's his fucking name? I can't remember. Okay, Google. What is the name of the Premier of South Australia? Stephen Marshall. There we go. Stephen Marshall. That kind of worked quite nicely, wasn't it? Uh, Stephen Marshall was was like the the boyfriend and the people of South Australia are like the girlfriend um, who is upset because the fucking douchebag at the club, i.e. Dan Andrews, just called her a rude name and she's looking over at Stephen Marshall going, what are you going to fuck? Are you going to fucking let this guy talk to me like that? Stephen Marshall's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking all right hey dude don't you fuck <laughs> he just gets fucking laid out <laughs> he slips on a banana peel knocks himself out spends the night in a and e uh, and <laughs> he has showed the south australian public go home with danny i don't fucking know that's where the metaphor breaks down doesn't it anyway i thought that was real fucking funny and um <laughs> and uh, and so I posted about it and this was actually interesting to me was that I posted about it on Instagram and I was like, how funny is this? Dan Andrews clearly... F- I don't know why... Am I really a person who's going to talk about politics now? I know I said I was going to do this thing where I talk about stuff that's not my personal life on the podcast but now as I do it, I feel like I'm just recounting an episode of Neighbours that no one watched. <laughs> like, do you guys remember when... Toadie, is that a character on Neighbours? Do you guys remember when Toadie had that fight with Davo's fucking missus in the parking lot? Anyway, I posted about it on Instagram and I just took I was like, lol, how funny, South Australia, the, the state that, so the Adelaide, the city's so shit it couldn't even get a virus to come to it and... Um, and uh, and then I someone other side another part another like South Australian person in some sort of liberal MP or whatever made like a list of ten reasons um, that South Australia is good and I kind of posted my retorts to all of them of like this is in Victoria this is bad whatever and uh, then the last thing I posted was a like a little bit of a you know actually I think Adelaide's a beautiful city and blah 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 I kind of I pushed out basically I was too scared to just make the joke and cop the fallout I was like I have to end it by saying that I actually like it and cover my ass you know hedge my bets whatever and uh my friend Lucy who lives in Adelaide and we've been friends for a long time before she saw the last message messaged me and was like you seem to be getting weirdly defensive about this and then by that time I'd covered my ass so I was like read the last status fuckhead all smug but actually like she's right I was getting quite defensive about it I had this weird thing with Adelaide I think I've spoken about this a bunch before where I like I almost want to distance myself from Adelaide I feel kind of hurt kind of hurt maybe it feels like Adelaide just doesn't have what I want from a city and I wish it did because I wish I could live there because, I mean, you know, friends are friends, uh, you know, 
I've got friends in Adelaide just like I've got friends in Melbourne and if there were a comedy scene in Adelaide that I could do comedy at all the time, the friends of mine, I'd just become closer with those friends and they're people I grew up with. Like I've got good fucking friends over there. And I think I almost resent the fact... Fucking why is my face so itchy? I think I resent the fact that um, the people of Adelaide or there's something about Adelaide that refuses to support a comedy scene or the people who would do it over there won't do it or there's no one there willing to do it or i mean you could argue that if i really want a comedy scene to be in adelaide i should fucking go back there and do it but all the good comedians who i want to work with and inspire me they're they're all in melbourne and sydney as far as australia goes so i just i don't know why i would do that but i think i kind of resent the fact that i can't live the life that i want to live in adelaide and because of that, I just lash out whenever there's a joke to be made about Adelaide. I'm so quick to make it because I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Because secretly, like, fuck you. It feels like you almost push me away. Which, in a way, is also how I feel about my previous relationship. Anyway, um, I just can't get you out of my head. Um... Oh, God. And Adelaide are having the last fucking laugh right now, aren't they? Because this whole lockdown thing on Saturday, um, Dan Andrews announced that there have been 25 new cases of coronavirus in Victoria. Um, Five of them actually in my local council area. I've been working this job at uh, the place where I was working over summer, doing a bit of warehousing and driving and kind of felt weird going to work today, but... I can't do this job from home and it's a job. So I think I'm by the kind of letter of the law or the recommendations. I'm supposed to be going out there, but it does feel weird. But uh, yeah, the, the, so the restrictions have gone down. They were 20 people allowed in homes, but now I think because a lot of the community transmissions were from homes and extended families and people meeting up and getting too comfortable and forgetting to social distance. So it's gone back down to five. And because of that, Tonight, when we would have been having a fourth edition of Comedy in the Shed, we are not having that. I still haven't messaged all of the people who were going to perform. I messaged all the people who booked tickets. Thanks to everyone who did. I'm sorry that we can't have it this week or any of the few weeks coming up. I'm hoping that by July the 12th, which is the next date that it's kind of said to be... um, like they're reviewing it on that date, if not before, but hopefully on that date. Hopefully by then the cases will have stabilized again and we can go back to having 20 in. And I think by that time, I'm just got fuck it, man. I'm just going to go to two a week. And I'm going to make sure people remember no handshakes. Oh, We've got to get more serious about that. No handshakes, no fucking hugs. I've hugged people recently and I've, I feel deep shame about that. I've got to stop. I've got to... <laughs> Gotta go with my gut instinct and push people away. (laughs) That was right. It turns out my whole life I've been pushing people away, saying to myself, I wish I could fix this. No, I was wrong. You should push people away emotionally and then also in a physical sense. (sighs) Yeah, fucking I wish we could do that this week. I was so, I I was really enjoying it and getting into the groove of doing it. I've got, um, I've got the uh, 
the footage from last week's show that I maybe if I get time later tonight or sometime this week will edit down into a little teaser and post to YouTube again. Last week's one was sick. It's got a bunch of views and by a bunch I mean like 80. Um, but yeah, that was real fucking cool making that. <sighs> All right, I think I'm almost out of. I think I'm almost out of steam in terms of that fucking emotional energy that I came with at the start. How long has it taken me? Only 23 minutes. Coming on 24 minutes. The song that I uh, want to play this week is. Um, do I want to say that last? No, I'm going to talk. It's, uh, I'll, I'll tell the fucking... I've, I've got this picture. I'll talk about the picture first. Um, anyone who wants to see the pictures, I didn't put last week's up, did I? Because I started this job. So I'll put last week's and this week's uh, Google Deep Dream pictures up on the Instagram, which is sitting under podcast on Instagram. Um, and if you listen to this and you don't follow me already, Aiden Jones Comedy. Um, so the picture this week is a picture... Of this little fucking cunt. I don't know what he is. He's from some sort of fairy tale thing. It's like a little wood face boy wearing a jacket thing. And uh, basically, so this new job that I've got, there's, um, or it's the same job that I had earlier in the year. It's this company that do uh, after school care and holiday care for kids at schools. And I'm in the warehouse shipping out all the materials that these programs need to run. And uh, the company have just moved from their from their headquarters in one suburb in the southeast to another one, similar area. The office is way bigger. There's a lot more space. It's really, really nice. But the warehouse is so much smaller. Like it's brutal how much smaller it is, especially because the business itself is growing and the warehouse, the space that they had for it already was like, you know, real small. doesn't feel like they got enough space. So they're using a bunch of offsite storage and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's not my workplace. I'm just there casually. So I'm not going to have to deal with it, but it does feel like it's going to be super stressful. The dude who's my boss is like freaking out most days and I feel for those guys a little bit, man. It feels like they got a lot to... Um... I can't tell actually. I can't tell whether... <clears throat> Being in this, you know, I mean, I guess this is just like office politics, like always, right? I haven't been in an office job, but it feels like it, this is what people talk about. Is like, I'm in the warehouse crew. So in the warehouse crew, we're like, oh my God, you know, the space that we have right now is only just enough. And they're putting the whole of that department, which is like three full-time people and then like three or four part-time people in the busy periods. And they're putting them in a space that's like maybe a third as big or two-fifths the size of the current space. And so for me, it does feel like this is fucking crazy. How are they going to do that when the business is growing and the current space is only just big enough? But is it a case of the current space is only just big enough or is it that the current space is, that's just, you know, like a gas, the warehouse team are like a gas and they expand to fill whatever space they're put in. And if you put them in a smaller space, maybe they'll just figure out how to use that space efficiently and work within those constraints. I'm not sure. I guess that's probably management's thought is like we can do it for cheaper and they'll figure it out. But uh, not sure. Not sure. I really can't figure out where like all I see in the day is my boss who I quite like freaking out 
And so I just have this instinct to like take his side. I'm like, yeah, they are Matt management. But I can totally see the other side of it and management probably just go like, ah, he's always fucking stressed and he'll figure it out. So uh, I'm not sure. I guess it's best for me to not get involved. Here's where, yeah, I just shouldn't get involved in that kind of stuff. Hey. Like, I think a part of me wants to fucking take up the fight with these guys, but it's like, I don't have any skin in this game. Why would I spend any of my energy? Yeah. All right. I think I just realized that. That's cool, isn't it? People have said to me about this podcast, we really like when you figure things out by yourself. And you know what I just figured out? If you're working at a place for two weeks, don't <laughs> don't wade into the fucking office politics because who cares? It's not your fight. Just go there, do the work, pick up the checks, stupid. Why am I so quick to take up a fight? What is it that like, I don't really care that the warehouse is smaller. I mean, I do a bit. I wish that, you know, this dude was happier and he wasn't so stressed, but like, do I really care? I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's not my job. I mean, if it was, you know, me getting casually paid to do it, it'd probably be annoying. But at the same time, like the work is just the work and I pick up an hourly paycheck. But for some reason, something in me, I love having something to fucking fight against. So I want to get in there and be like, yeah, fuck management. They shouldn't be doing this. And I spoke to my friend who got me the job who's like not in management, but he's like in the office and I was like having a bitch to him about it. And I guess he wasn't as receptive as I thought he might be. And that's kind of made me think like, you know what? He's probably right. Like, what do I care? Why am I trying to talk to my friend? Like he's going to solve the problem. Like it's my problem that I have to deal with. I don't fucking care. (laughs) But for some reason I get into a situation where there's conflict and I'm like, let me pick a side here. I can't just stay neutral and stand on the outside. I think I need to learn to do that. All right. Anyway, there's my revelation for the week. The picture is um, in the office. There's another separate little storeroom and I found this picture of this little wood boy. It's like, I don't know. It was just a picture of a piece of paper that was lying around. I think it's from some fucking movie. I'm not sure. But uh, I put a little speech bubble on it and I wrote, Daddy... Is that you, Daddy? In the speech bubble, like it's this little boy, you know, looking for his dad because it turns the picture into something from a movie into like in my mind something kind of creepy. And it made me laugh when I did it because I think I'm really, really funny. So that's the picture for this week. The song for this week is Wobbles and Cobbles by Hack Baker. Um, I think I've put some Hack Baker on the podcast before. I'm really fucking enjoying this dude, man. He's from... um, I'm so aware as well that it's getting darker outside, the natural light's fading, and the YouTube video, if it wasn't already bad, is getting worse by the second, because it's like getting dark, but I can't go, and I'm almost done anyway. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, fuck you. (laughs) Oh God, it's so grainy. Um, uh, Hack Baker, I'm really fucking getting into this dude. He's, uh, I just read, he's from the Isle of Dogs in London. Um, He's a black guy. Um, but like a lot of his, what I really liked, I watched a video for one of his other songs, not this one. And I really liked how, and I'm going to ruin it, but without saying anything, he just like, all of his friends are like, you know, black, white, Asian, like East Asian, South Asian, whatever. It's just a very multicultural group of people. And in his videos, cause he's kind of like a bit of a lad or he's talking about, you know, being young and going out and partying and drinking, but they're really 
soulful songs and really funky and fuck. There's a very unique songwriter from what I've heard. Um, but just his portrayal of life is like my memory of London, which is so multicultural and just not really making a big deal about it. Like London has been multicultural for so long that the people who live there and know it and have lived there and grown up there don't even really talk about it. It's not a thing to them. Whereas over here in Australia, our multiculturalism has always been very much like, look, we've got multiculturalism. Isn't that great? And it's like by drawing attention to it, you're actually detracting from the value of it. Um, but then having said that, the multiculturalism over there is like, like white dudes and make fun of their black friends for being black, black dudes and make fun of their white friends for being black. But if someone they didn't know made fun of either one of them, it'd be like, fuck you, that's my friend. I don't know. Anyway, Hack Baker seems to represent um, and his music and his videos that he's put out seem to represent this idea of London as like a, 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 a fucking metropolitan kind of utopia, post-racial whatever, which would be great to strive towards especially given the the couple of things that i've posted in the last few weeks about talking about going to the black lives matter protest and all of that it feels like this guy is uh, <clears throat> a great voice to be listening to and some great fucking just some fucking good music man he's just i don't know the song wobbles and cobbles i really like because it's not a song it's just a bit of poetry set to music and he's just talking about like his tough week getting him down and his friends having a tough time and whatever and it just sounds like he's kind of relaxing and unwinding and, and letting it all out. And uh, that really resonate and resonated with me when I heard it last night. It was also only put on Spotify a few weeks ago. And I think he's even talking about coronavirus and lockdown and stuff in it a little bit. So that's the song for this week. And that's the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. I've been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Oh, it just gets a bit tiresome, doesn't it? Every now and again. It's how I see it, it's how I've seen it. So, been another tough old week on the old cobbles. Whole weeks for the pigs, troughs and wobbles. Tell you what, they've been entertaining seat through my goggles. They'll pay millions to watch our sorrows. Vernon went back to the nick last week. Won't see the light of day for a decade. When the pigs come, there's no idle seat, no, no charade. Cried a few tears for the old dog sensei. After see my uncle live his last week's decayed like this. Only opens his mouth to shovel the grubbing. Looking back, his last years have hardly been in parade, though. If only he knew how much we loved him. Been another tough old week on the old cobbles. Whole weeks for the pigs, troughs and wobbles. Tell you what, there'll be a million pounds deep through these old goggles. They'll pay millions to watch us struggle again and again. So I guess we just gotta get on with our own shit, man. Can't help but still take these risks. Gotta show back to the West End for a few tickets, midnight. Lads risk it all for a few quid. My mate Arun got caught for some food he got fucking nabbed with. It's another good lad under the old hatchet. But I'm going Ireland, I got a gig there, gonna have it large. Gonna see if I can grab any of their magic, you know, it's hard. So I took a few weeks off the booze, this old habit I got, and I felt wicked in my mind. And when I went back to it, fucking hell, the buffoonery, we had it. When would we learn to fucking take in these signs? 
But I went down Brixton on a booze cruise in my spas And my mate's birthday was emphatic but half tragic, really Having it large with the gun bars and the nighttime stars Shouldn't have to be their way or ours though <laughs> Fucking idiots Been another tough old week on the old cobbles Whole week's been full of peaks, troughs and wobbles Tell you what though, I'd love a lovely seat on the House of Commons Show them pompous cunts their wrongings Another, another jumped up week on the old cobbles Plus the weather's been bloody horrible Tell you what though, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else Puzzling, ain't it? World knows there's worse of problems Just spoke to Beaver, half seven in the morning He can't believe the news, he's mourning Vernon just had a new baby boy too, his name's Courtney Lad's got to make sure that boy's sorted Yeah, next week he's got caught in the crown Wigs and gowns they'll be all sporting Spoke to the eastern bird I'm courting To give me a bit of peace of mind She reminded me it's a rough old world we're courting A little mug pulled a chiv out of me the other day too He's my neighbour and he knows it Gutted as he was mugging me off in my nose bridge And my heart I fucking knew I could have done him Been a fucking jumped up week on the cobbles this week but it was nice when we clapped for the NHS Them girls and boys are in it to their necks I wish it all me best Fucked up week this week Man's gone back to jail for ages I guess we do as we speak And write the words for our own pages